0: Are you a quirky comic geek with a supersized personality? Is there a comic-related item or a retro pop culture collectible
1: you've been longing to buy or sell? Now is the
0: time to let All of your four color dreams come true because Kevin Smith's Comic Book Men is looking for people to appear on season six of the hit series on AMC. Go to ComicBookMenCasting.com and
1: apply. Adventures of Supergirl Radio, your source for the Adventures of Supergirl digital comic based on the CW Supergirl TV series, even if the comic still says CBS. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. And we are going to discuss Adventures of Supergirl number 12, which was written by Sterling Gates and includes art by Emma Viacelli. The description for issue number 12 reads, quote, Facet is working to take down even more of Kara's life. Next on the chopping block... CatCo, unquote, which I thought was a really weird description for this issue because CatCo doesn't really play a part in it. Like, Facet mentions it early on, but there's no real (laughs) CatCo stuff going on, so I don't know who read this description, but it's kind of misleading. Uh, Maybe they're going to CatCo in issue number 13. I don't know. But that was very strange. But there's a lot that happens in this issue, Carly, especially with Alex and Rampage, what did you think about their situation? Because last we saw of Alex and Rampage, it looked like Rampage was going to harm Alex. And so everybody was really worried. Uh, but what did you think about what uh, what occurred between them?
0: Oh, it was kind of sad, but like also really sweet. No, it was bittersweet, I guess. Um, you know, because we hadn't been shown or told the exact details of what had happened with Alex and Rampage's sister and how she had died we knew that rampage blamed alex for her death and i think to some extent alex blames herself right. a lot even though she didn't directly cause it it wasn't it wasn't a result of her actions we find out that rampage's sister actually saved alex and then the situation was misinterpreted by deo agents who killed her 'Cause they thought that she was, you know, they thought that Alex was in danger. So, I mean, really it wasn't it wasn't Alex's fault at all, but I'm sure, you know, she blames herself for it. And I thought it was interesting that Rampage's strength was tied to her rampaginess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like well like I mean, we see her getting stronger and Alex is in danger, and then we see facet like realized that alex and car are kind of starting to get through to her and so she's losing her her strength and her power and starts to kind of calm down a little bit and then facets like this isn't rampaging and this isn't enough rampaging for my taste or whatever and you know ratchets her up uses real docs to to kick her back up with the with the um like the high-pitched signal yeah So I thought that was interesting, because the as soon as Alex kind of eventually gets through to her, she just breaks down and kind of becomes this person who just is, just sometimes has anger issues and can't (laughs) help it. But but I thought it was a really sweet moment, and I liked that. I mean, you could see the emotion on Alex's face. I liked I liked the way there's a panel where you just really see like the anguish, and I think Cara even talks about it. I'm gonna find it really quick she says or Kara says I can hear her heart speed up as years of regret come tumbling out of her mouth and mm. then you just see the tears brimming over and it's like oh it's just so sad I mean I think I think she, partly she does it to save Kara because Kara's starting to like get really hurt but then also you know she's she's finally thinks you know this is the time like I need to kind of come out and tell the truth and part of me wonders if I think doesn't Hank make an allusion to the fact that the file is still the file surrounding that event is still classified.
1: Yes, I think he does say that at one point. So,
0: like I think at the beginning of the issue, or maybe I don't know, was it this issue? I think. And um, so that leads me to wonder: is that the DEO trying to cover up their own boo boo for shooting somebody that wasn't actually doing anything wrong? Oh, maybe like it's not even really has to it doesn't really even have to be a necessarily a black mark on Alex's file that they're trying to keep classified it's more of like they're trying to cover their own butts a little bit i think which is kind of that sounds about right for shifty. a shifty. secret organization yeah, they're trying to cover up mm-hmm. their own screw up so i mean i i did like that we got the resolution with rampage though and uh and we got a little bit more hank so that was fun <laughs> yeah. i always like more hank Henshaw, he's with his glowing red eyes that was cool we got yeah. the, we got the red eyes finally kind of just the you don't even see his features but you just see the red eyes in the dark so that yeah. was pretty cool yeah
1: i like that panel a lot because you can tell who it is even if you can't mm-hmm. see his face Um, Yeah, I thought the stuff with Rampage where, like you were talking about how she visually transformed, like she was personally transformed by the knowledge of what Alex is telling her that, you know, the actual truth, because what Facet told her wasn't technically the truth, even though Rampage believed it. And so when Alex tells her what really happened, and she has this... As in the issue, it talks about this sweet relief of mm-hmm. knowing the real truth. She visually transforms. And I, I like to think, even though I thought that the forgiveness aspect of this was maybe a little too easy, like it seemed a little quick, but I like that we we actually get to see that there's a transformation that happens with her, that not only does she physically get smaller and become more human-like again, We get to see that she is personally affected by this. And I think it says a lot about even though she's an alien, there's a humanity in there that I think both Supergirl and Alex were trying to sort of tap into when they both referred to her as Karen. There wasn't Mm -hmm. a lot of talking about her as Rampage. They both referred to her as Karen and even Alex like, you know, tried to grab her hand and Actually have a physical connection with her, which which I think does help sometimes when you're trying to get through to somebody. And I, I thought Alex was very brave in coming out with this information, but I can't give Alex too much credit because she only really comes with the truth and the confession after her gun is taken away from her. So I don't know that I can fully give her a lot of credit for being honest, but at least when she didn't have any other option to deal with Rampage, she did what she knew to be an effective weapon, if you want to call it, which is the truth and honesty. And so I like that about Alex, that she was able to perceive that the only thing I have is to tell her what really went down. And that's what solved the problem. That's what got Rampage to stop being so rampaging.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I would agree with you. I think the, re- the resolution of it came a little quick. But then at the same time, I almost feel like it, it makes sense that for her Rampage, I mean, Karen, she basically says, like, I can't keep living with the rage inside me because she's been holding on to this for so long. And it's like, that's, I mean, for anybody that's, that's gotta be exhausting when you just have that anger and that bitterness and that resentment just boiled up inside you. And for her, it literally manifests into this rampage persona, this kind of extension, I think of her emotions and her personality. But then I think, I think it was a relief for her to give that up, like to just like let it go finally, you know, cause she, and I mean, you literally see her collapse into Alex's arms. Right. At the end, and they're just sitting, like they're just kneeling on the floor together. Which you know, it, it's just because like the weight of all that anger is gone. So
1: I think that's a good point because I think yeah. I think when you do hold things in, I know I've done it when I've held some anger in. It 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 makes it worse. It makes mm-hmm. it more frustrating. It makes makes you angrier. So sometimes when you're able to find out the real story. Or if you're able to get rid of that weight, because I, I like the the way you put that. That there's like a weight on her that she's able to let go of, and it 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 frees her in a way. And so I I do think that that is part of it, and I think that's a good message to you know to have them get across in this issue because forgiveness does go a long way, mm-hmm. um, but it is a very difficult thing to do. I've had you know <laughs> situations in my life where. You know, forgiving somebody, because sometimes I want to be mad at somebody. I want to get get that out and take that out on somebody else. But it's it's much harder to be the bigger person mm-hmm. and say, I, I forgive that person, even though maybe they don't want the forgiveness or maybe they don't want to do something on their end to make the forgiveness possible. Sometimes it's much harder to be the person who does the forgiving. So I actually thought it was... Uh, big of Karen and I I hate to use that as a pun because she does become very large in this issue but (laughs) it's it's very big of her to understand the truth and understand where Alex was coming from and to be able to forgive because that's not an that's not an easy thing to do and the other part of this issue which was actually kind of a, a small part was there's there's a, a little bit of a scene that we get to see between Supergirl and Facet and Facet has Eliza at the Danvers home. What did you think about all that?
0: I feel like Sterling Gates is like fed up with me. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I totally I called it last week. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think he tweeted at me at some point, like, "Oh, you might be right in one of your predictions. Guess you'll have to find out." And I was and like, "One oh. of in one of them? Well, a lot of them, and but and a lot not of that, them." Well, well, Helen and Facet weren't having tea, sadly. No. Um, but we do learn that she's basically Facet is trying to get rid of all of Kara's friends and family to groom her into what does she say? She says, "You're ready to be reshaped." until only Kara Zorel, daughter of my beloved Allura, remains. And then says, uh, I've stripped away everything that made you, Kara Danvers, you've been purified, mm. which is, ooh, that's heavy. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's also interesting that she says, my beloved Allura, which leads me to believe that maybe she was closer to Kara's mom than we realized. I mean, you would we knew that she was, you know, a guard at Fort Ross, but it sounds like they had maybe a deeper friendship. Um, yeah, that stuck out to
1: me as well that 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 choice of words would be in there because I mean, there's I almost wonder if Facet almost wants Kara to be more like Alora and, mm-hmm. and to have her as like an Alora replacement <laughs> somehow. Yeah, um, just because if if she if she doesn't have Alora around maybe that maybe cara is the next best thing to have her daughter so yeah i i think that is a very interesting choice of words and the fact that she's trying to remove everything that makes cara Kara danvers is uh that's what she's doing all along that's what she's been doing so that makes a ton of sense yeah and you
0: see the um the eyes behind mrs danvers like, she's under the control. Like, she looks like she's in some kind of a, I don't know, like, hypnosis or something. Like, she's being she's being controlled.
1: Yeah, it looks like maybe Psy is doing something That's what here. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah.
0: Psy's, Psy, she's somehow using Psy to control, like, to keep um, Kara's mom in this complacent you know, the state of just, I guess, you know, just having her do what she needs her to do or whatever. Yeah,
1: she's not, she's not fighting back, yeah, she's not like fighting back or trying to stop it on her end. She's just kind of there.
0: Although I do love Kara's lines where she basically says, you made two mistakes. The first was coming after my family and the second was giving me an hour to prepare. I was like, that is such, that is such a, like a line of badass right there. It it, it, it reminded
1: me of Batman because a lot of people say that, you know, don't give Batman any prep time because he, you know, (laughs) he'll get you if if he has some bat prep time. But, uh, yeah, I I think that Facet may have been a little too confident in this situation because the first panel of this issue, she says, your sister's dead, Supergirl. And Mm -hmm. that that doesn't happen. So Facet counted. She was counting on real docs to make Rampage so angry mm-hmm. that Rampage would Rampage out and get rid of Alex for her. And she had she had all of her ducks in a row as a villain. She had everything in place, but what she didn't count on was the compassion of Karen to be able to forgive Alex and Alex to be open enough to tell her the truth. So I think that's I that to me is a fascinating thing that Facet was pulling these strings all along, but what she didn't count on was were were the variables of people making choices and i i like that a lot
0: right and then and then i'm curious because it seems like facet has had a hand in in controlling everybody from the beginning from side to frill to rampage and she it seems also like she kind of has an indirect i mean she she can sense when rampage is starting to lose her her rage a little bit and then you know tries to tries to like ratchet back up a notch. So I'm curious because we basically start the issue with Kara confronting Bassett and then we rewind an hour and to see what happens with Rampage. Like, does she not know that Rampage, because she said she seems to think that Alex is dead, which we know is not true. Yeah. So, So what happens between, Rampage kind of calming down and forgiving Alex and Facet thinking that Alex is dead. Like, do they fake Alex's death somehow? No. I don't know. Or like, they do something to make her think that she's she's winning so that Kara can confront her. I don't know. Hmm, that's a good I'm, thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know.
1: I had been con- a little bit confused with the timeline, but that is maybe maybe that was part of the pre- the prep time that Supergirl. Mentions that maybe they maybe that maybe that's another Carly prediction that will come to fruition next time. Uh, but maybe that is something that <laughs> happens where they, you know, they fake it to make it look like Facet has the upper hand. So I'm I'm curious as to what Supergirl does in that one hour to make her more confident than Facet in this situation because she she f- seems to come across like she has the upper hand.
0: Yeah. I'm excited though because it basically comes the the interaction between car and facet ends with before we backtrack with cara just kind of getting ready to lay the smack down yeah yeah like i like how even it's drawn you know like she's mid-movement and she's kind of coming down with the fists ready i'm like oh yeah this is gonna be good except we're not gonna find out until the last issue
1: (laughs) yeah well, and I like the positioning of that. And I guess this is something we can go ahead and start talking about. But uh, we, we can talk about Emma Viacelli's art in this issue, which is the second issue in a row that we've gotten to see some of her work. And I like that in that, that page that you're talking about that Supergirl has the superior position in this in this page, she is the one who is higher than facet. And so she's the one Mm -hmm. with all the power. So she, uh, she's used that prep time to her benefit that she's able to uh, have kind of a strong arm on facet. So what, what did you think about the way the art was drawn in this issue?
0: I really like it. I mean, it's it calls back a little bit to the issue before, like some of the things where the panels are drawn, non traditionally, a lot of like diagonal lines, a lot of like, Images taking up the whole frame. There's one panel where we get what looks like uh, Alex's heartbeat drawn behind her, and you're only just seeing her eyes, like the slits of her eyes. Yeah. Um, and then and then the panels where you all you see like half of her face where she's telling the story, and then it ends when she finishes the story it's the other half of her face which I thought was really interesting
1: Yeah, th- like it's like a little voice over action that's so funny that because those are two of the, the aspects of the art that I was going to mention as well I really mm-hmm. liked that we saw which I assume was Supergirl hearing her heart uh, hearing Alex's heartbeat mm-hmm. um, and I, I thought that was a nice little touch that you kind of see what looks like a heart rate monitor on the page and I, I like that because I like like with Supergirl or Superman that they, they are able to hear the heartbeats of the people who they love they can recognize their heartbeats and i think that's a really cool aspect of their characters that sort of separates them from other superheroes is that they are able to do that kind of thing so mm-hmm. i i like that that little bit in that panel and the thing that you mentioned with the two halves of alex's face i, I thought was really great because it showed the progression of the story i thought when she's sort of telling the Flashback and, and the the details of what happened between her and Mor- Moyer is that they show Alex, you know, one side of Alex. I think the first time we see it you, she's on the left side of the page, and the second time it's, she's on the right side of the page. But mm-hmm. the second time you see her, she, she's either started crying or she's been crying. So I like that you kind of see that her face changes as she's telling this story and her emotions change as she's telling the story. So I like that a lot and um there's even uh like on page four i was just kind of flipping through the issue and i love there's a panel that like even the way uh emma viacelli draws cara's hair i think is really beautiful just yeah. the, just the, the way it kind of overflows and it has this um
0: she has like the waves that are really yeah. pretty yeah. So, yeah
1: i i think that looks really nice so um th- i enjoy her art and I, I was glad to see it again in this issue
0: I just like even like this, the panel, I was just looking on page nine, where uh, Rampage takes Alex's gun and the way that the hair is drawn ac- like across her face, you see like one or two piece like strands of hair. Like yeah. it's, I like that it's not perfect because obviously she's in an action sequence and she's not going to have perfect hair, but I like, well, there's literally like one or two strands of hair that just go across her face like that, which I like, it's a nice detail.
1: Well, yeah. And even in the, the page before there's been this big thing that Rampage does where she smashes her hand, I guess on the, the ground and mm-hmm. sort of causes a little bit of an earthquake. The pushes everybody back so yeah i like the idea that alex has been through some stuff yeah. here in this issue and her hair wouldn't be perfect that makes a ton right. of sense that her hair would be jostled around and even even in that panel that you mentioned like we only we only really see one eye you know, mm-hmm. half of her face is covered by her hair. So I like that she's sort of disheveled looking and she's sort of frantic and desperate. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I mentioned before her, her gun gets taken away and that's, that's when that desperation becomes, okay, all I have left, my last mm-hmm. resort is to tell the truth. So, I, yeah, I like the way that that's all handled.
0: And there's so many sound effects drawn out in lettering like where they call it onomatopoeia where there's oh, like, yeah, something like that. little things of like, like even you were saying when she's, when she comes down on the floor and it just says thoom, but it's like a different color. And then like even little things like Alex, Alex, you know, loading her gun, the little click sound. And then like the sound when rampage takes it away. And there's all these little sound effects that are just drawn into the artwork, which I think are really cool. Or when like, um, Rampage's sister catches Alex there's like that little whap sound when she like her hand kind of comes around her wrist and catches her
1: yeah that that kind of stuff really makes it come alive and i like I like like you like hear the sounds yeah yeah and I I like that it it's it's creative it's in different fonts it's in different colors um yeah all of that is used very well to to help make those panels really um you believe it you believe Mm -hmm. that somebody's shooting a gun or that Rampage's been doing some smashing so uh, yeah i like that stuff a lot well what are your overall thoughts about number 12 of adventures of supergirl
0: it was really good it's one of those things where i'm i was like i was like oh man there's so much that they're gonna have to to get through like so much that sterling gates is gonna have to tell us <laughs> <laughs> um but it's but it was i mean i think it's been a really good uh, arc overall so far, and I'm really excited because we're ramping up for that final battle. Um, although I <laughs> I would have liked a little bit more of Hank Henshaw, but I thought it was really funny because we literally just got the panel of him walking in on real docks, and he's like, "You, there's plenty you don't know, and real's like, uh-oh. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he looks a little scared. <laughs> like, we don't necessarily have to know what happens, which I think is funny. It's more of the implication that something happens like he kind of lays, you know a little can you know can of a little can of something down on him a little bit um but it was good it was a lot of action and you know got my emotion in there which you know I like
1: mm-hmm.
0: so it was but it was a very it was a very well-rounded issue I had a lot of and, and the art was beautiful and the story I felt like in terms of the story it never it never dragged or felt like it was, you know, slowing down or anything like that. So when there wasn't a lot of action, there was a lot of emotion. So it was a good mix.
1: Yeah, I like what they've been able to do with this series is that they've been able to build upon the show and give us more information about these characters. Like I've really enjoyed what they've done with Alex. They've Mm -hmm. they've done some good stuff with Supergirl and, and her having new villains that have popped up and been villains just for her. You know, they're not just really Superman villains. They're they're Supergirl villains, so it's it's nice to see that. But I, I like that they've been able to expand on these characters in, in this mm-hmm. story, and and we get to know them a little bit better. And I think that was one of the strengths of this issue is that I felt like I knew Alex better, and I felt like I could connect to her 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 feeling of guilt and her responsibility, even though technically she didn't kill Rampage's sister, she, that affected her a lot, and it carries through the rest of her her life since then and you know and she even had a, a feeling of being scared with rampage that's why she didn't mm-hmm. come forward she she felt afraid so she's she's not a perfect character she has fear and um she's a little timid. She has problems where like she's going to hold it in until the last resort happens. And then she's got to, mm-hmm. she's got to do that. So uh, she, Alex feels very human to me in this issue, which I guess makes sense because she is a human, but she felt, <laughs> she felt more human to me. Mm-hmm. She, she wasn't just, Oh, Alex, the, the bad mofo DEO agent. She was Alex, the the human and the person who was trying to connect to another human and uh, well another another alien who felt very human to me in this issue. Um, So I I liked that a lot. Um, I I thought the facet stuff, I was a little disappointed that there wasn't a lot of facet, but I'm I'm sure we'll get that next time. But I I liked everything that we got to see in this issue, and I'm excited to see where it goes next, because there is, it it mentions a final battle at the end of number 12. So... (laughs) I expect something big is going to go down between Facet and Supergirl. So I'm looking forward to seeing how, how Supergirl handles this facet s- situation since she does seem very confident. And uh, just so if anybody does have any questions, there was one little bit of Krypton- uh, Kryptonese translation um, on page 15. Uh, Supergirl says, wow, she's strong. So um, that was the only little bit there, but uh Sterling likes to put that in there, so I, <laughs> I figured I would mention it. Um, but yeah, so this was a, a good issue. Had a, Like you mentioned, had a lot of action-packed sequences and a lot of good emotional beats. So uh, it was definitely worth the read, and it was definitely something that kept your attention through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to do it for our thoughts on Adventures of Supergirl number 12. If you've already picked up this issue, make sure to give it a rating in Comixology or your DC Comics app.
0: And if you haven't bought it yet, Adventures of Supergirl is available in the DC Comics app, the Comixology app, as well as Comixology.com, iBooks, Google Play, the Kindle Store, the Nook Store, Amazon, and at ReadDCEntertainment.com.
1: As far as keeping up with us, if you want to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. We have become a literal Supergirl Radio on Spotify, so check out our music and our playlist there. And you can also check us out on Google Play.
0: We are available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you have time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review. And we are also part of the DC TV podcast circle. So if you like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and even DC movies, subscribe to our DC TV Podcasts mega feed and follow at DCTV podcasts on Twitter and like DCTV podcasts on Facebook. As for me, you can follow me
1: on Twitter at DerbyKid. That's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. I'm still a little bit uh i I'm, my twitter sabbatical may take effect until i'm going to try to see if i can go till august <laughs> we'll see if that happens but um uh, I'm, I'm i'm just going to it's an experiment to see how long i can go without twitter but <laughs> if you if you want to contact me i will still get those notifications in my email and i will do my best to respond um if it's something that you need to contact me with but uh you can always still I, I will still respond uh, to Radio at gmail.com. So if you want to contact me that way, you can. And you can also watch videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Prod. That's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. And my, my goal for this summer, since I am taking a Twitter break, I am hoping to use some of that time I would have goofed off on Twitter to finish editing some projects <laughs> that I need to do. So hopefully in the coming month or months, you'll start to see new videos pop up.
0: You can find me on Twitter at my name, Carly Lane. Uh, I'm weekend editor at the Mary Sue, which you can visit at themarysue.com. I just recorded an episode on the flash podcast uh, with Andy and Adam. We did the character spotlight on Joe West because, (laughs) because Jesse L. Martin is my dad, bae. Uh, (laughs) I love him so much. He is so very great. stay tuned for that. Uh, it's probably going to be out by the time this episode comes out. So you should definitely check it out because we love them over there on the Flash podcast, even though they are the runner up to this pod. No, I'm just kidding. Well, you know, I
1: mean, we've got to be nice to people who are, I don't want to say losers, uh, but uh, people who may have come in second place in certain Races. Certain races last uh, in the
0: crossover episode. You know, uh, I mean, we're not we're not naming names, but okay. I don't want to rub it in.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe bragging rights are over. I don't know, uh, but they are great. We do we like them. We though, we so. do try to support them. So definitely yes. give that a listen. Well, join us next time as we go on the adventures of Supergirl.